Hi, this is Culture Van Horn, and you're listening to my papa on the CVH podcast. Yes. Mm. Good morning. Monday, May 30th. This is um, this is Memorial Day. This is also the opening of A Rake's Progress. I will uh, debut my Nick Shadow tonight in New York on a Monday on Memorial Day. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll just call it a soft opening. <laughs> you know, it's the end of the season and, and um, it's just... Uh, it's just the end of the season, you know? We do what we have to do here. <laughs> we're, just, we're just trying to get through it. And, uh, you know, I think uh, it's an unfortunate opening, Monday, Memorial Day, but <laughs> let's see what happens. Let's see if the folks come out. Um, I'll be curious. I certainly hope so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am excited to do this. Uh, this, is a, this is a good cast. This is a young cast. Again, I'm feeling old. Tony Stevenson, Tony Stevenson's got me, but everyone else is uh, younger than me, which is well. I guess James Cresswell's got a few years on me. Um, yeah, yeah. I had uh, two appointments today with my favorite therapists. This one being one. We're currently in our session. Welcome, welcome to our therapy session. And uh, I was alone in the gym this morning. Again, Monday, Memorial Day. The gym was empty. That was a private gym. I love that. I love it. I love a private gym. I end up spending a lot more time there just because I'm just relaxed and taking my, nobody's rushing me and I'm not trying to, you know, probably it'd be healthier if I got it all done in a shorter amount of time. But um, I was just fine with the with the emptiness of it. I feel like I'm getting one ahead. <laughs> that is um, um, by far the best therapist there is. This is pretty good. The podcast is pretty good, but the best one that I know of is exhaustion. <laughs> That's my favorite one. I feel happy because I did something positive, but also uh, it's like I can't dwell too much on what's bugging me when I'm when I'm um, desperately trying to lift weights or or the aftermath of it, where you're where you're um, exhausted. Really, uh, that's my that's my favorite therapist. I recommend it for everybody. Go exhaust yourself. You don't have time to think about bullshit. Uh, this this is my religion in a way. Um, uh, somebody I really like told me to um, be obsessed with self care. Now that was probably one step too far, but um, I I I like it. I like the idea of it because I can be addicted to all sorts of things, and um, you know, being addicted to self care is is probably pretty good. Um, it's not always easy, but it's pretty good. Yeah, but uh, the 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 session this morning, the one that we're having right now, I went back and listened to a couple of episodes, and boy, I was on fire about all the gun stuff, and uh, people seem to appreciate it, and and um, and certainly the one before that, if not you, then who? That that uh, continues to be pretty popular. Uh, welcoming all the new listeners. There's quite a few of you, and and um, it's not that I'm feeling intimidated in any way, shape, or form, but I do appreciate all the extra ears. 
and try to bring you some high-quality content here on Memorial Day. I'm sure you're just listening to this while you're setting up your barbecues, right? Isn't that? <laughs> it's Memorial Day. Maybe <laughs> six people will end up listening to this today because clearly everybody else has got something else going on. Uh, but he, here in New York, we're opening a rake's progress. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm actually excited. I think it's pretty good. I like the show. I like the show. It, it it's um, grown on me, and I think it'll be a bit like uh, Votsek or something, where you're just you never come off stage satisfied. You feel like you know what? It can go better. It can go better. It can go better. Everything is. It can go better with this. You know, so often when you're doing some Mozart, you're doing some. Verdi, you can come off stage feeling very satisfied in the, uh, it went correctly. You know, whether or not you told the story, whether or not it was filled with passion or, or highs and lows, whatever, whatever may or may not have happened, if you could at least come off stage satisfied that you did what was in the score. And when you presented the original intent of the, of the composer and the librettist, then you feel that there's like a, an element of satisfaction, okay? There's levels above that after that that happen. If you've, if you've had a particularly good night or a colleague has a fantastic night or there was just a moment of magic or, or something where the audience gasped or some, you know, those, those things make it extra special. But as far as a singer goes, there's some satisfaction in knowing that it just went the way everyone intended. That's important. And so often in A Rake's Progress and, and Votsek similarly, it's that you're just trying to get close. <laughs> you're aiming for perfection, but it's almost impossible. Um, oftentimes in this, you know, I don't, I, I hate this term vocal gymnastics, but unfortunately that's what it is. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm jumping huge, huge intervals all the time. And it's hard to sell text in these intervals. And uh, we, we need to tell this story. We need to, if we're going to have the people, we have to tell this story. We have to make you care about um, Tom. Um, certainly, certainly we care about Anne. Um, and I think it's always fun to watch the devil, uh, but that's just personal bias. But I, I do think that you care about Tom, and that's important. I think that's important to this. Much like Le Nozze di Figaro, if you don't, if you don't believe the chemistry between the two leads, it's, it's a tough sell. And so tonight... And throughout this run, we're going <laughs> to do everything in our, in our power to tell a great story. And if we can make this music work, great. You know, and Rake's Progress has been done at the Met for uh, almost 70 years. And, uh, uh, you know, this is something where they, they immediately shorten the performance schedule. Uh, simply because this is, it's, it's a tough sell. It absolutely is a tough sell. Uh, from everything I've gathered. And... Um, uh, you know, the best thing they can do is throw a tremendous cast at it, which they have. Um, tonight, there's going to be uh, at least one Metropolitan Opera debut um, um, in our uh, in our cast. And, and I think that's very, um, that's always exciting. It's always exciting to watch another singer make their Met debut. I've seen, I've witnessed people walk on the stage for the first time. Young singer comes in and they walk on the stage for the first time. And I've seen people get emotional. I've seen people get a bit overwhelmed at the size of it. Or at the moment, you know, they had they had thought and dreamed of getting to this place, and then there they are. I've witnessed that first day, and it's really brilliant. It's really, God, I love it. And so uh, tonight, I look forward uh, to watching our mezzo. I, I'm not even sure if we're calling her a contralto yet. I'm not sure actually. She's clearly a mezzo soprano who's just got incredible low notes too. So. Um, uh, Ray Ann Davis is making her uh, Metropolitan Opera debut tonight. So, I mean, that right there, uh, that alone is worth the trip. 
watch somebody make their debut. That's really something. Uh, the first time you take a bow at the Met is a thing. Um, yeah, we're not in front of the yellow curtain, unfortunate. I, I'm sorry for her. That didn't happen for me either on my debut. It's, it's a bit more fun to take your bow in front of that gold curtain. But um, uh, she's jumping in. She's only had this gig a couple weeks. Uh, we had a cancellation, you know, the day before. Sort of a... I don't want to say like a, a, a suspected cancellation, but I sort of smelled it. I, I hate being right. <laughs> uh, but uh, but Rianne has come in and just, you know, blew it out of the water. Is doing a great job. Not an easy thing to jump into. Not an easy thing to learn suddenly. Uh, but but uh, she did a, a great job doing that. And it feels like uh, business as usual around here. Although uh, there's an element of senioritis in the building. You can just sort of see people... There's like a goodbye atmosphere. <laughs> a lot of people talking about where you're going for your summer plans. Like you can just sort of smell um, the people are tired. The opera house is tired. They've had a lot of openings here. They've been going, 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 and and it's been a successful year. And they've had zero cancellations, no canceled performances, uh, right through this these last um, death throes of of uh, COVID. And um, I mean, they've done an incredible job to keep. The doors open. Plenty of singers have gone down. Plenty of singers got sick. It happened. There's nothing you, you know, it's, it, it, you can't protect yourself every second of every day. All we can do is just try and make the numbers a little bit better, which, which I think they've done a tremendous job. But certainly singers have gotten sick and passed it around a bit. That, that happened. And, and to stay open through that and, and muscle on through and have a, have a full season is um, remarkable, truly remarkable. I know all over the country performances were getting canceled because of um, people getting ill. Um, from what I've understood, all the testing is done in France. There's going to be no more testing. We'll see how that goes. I'm excited. I'm excited to go do this Faust again for people. You know, those of you who have been listening to this for a long time know, know that that Faust in Paris was the first thing I had back after 10 months. And it was so exciting to be in that, be in a theater again and to feel the orchestra and to sing and to perform and to build a show. My favorite part is building that show, you know, from the first day to the last day where you feel like, wow, we went from just a bunch of people in a room to this, you know, it's that, that's the miracle part for me. And, and I was so excited to get back to it. And even though, even though we didn't do it for people, um, uh, it felt good. You know, we did it for company. We did it for company people who were who were distance at you know thirty feet. You know, it was that kind of seating chart. Uh, they let some company members come in and see the show, but they were they were so well distanced. It was laughable when you know at the end of an aria and you'd sort of hear like some sporadic applause or somebody way up in the rafters trying to really show their enthusiasm. It was um, it was actually heartwarming. Uh, but this time, we're, we're going to get to do it for some people and really feel what the audience thinks of that show because it's, I think it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long time since I, I was in a show and thought, damn, this is good. And, and I, I definitely thought that. Um, I remember thinking about halfway through, I, I grabbed the director and I said, you know, you, this, this is very, very special. And he goes, oh, no, no, come on. You know, he sort of blew it off. And I said, no, no, I, I've done a lot of shows now. I've, I've been a... I've been doing this long enough that I can say this with authority. Uh, I, I've done enough different uh, productions and new productions and, and watched people build from nothing to something. And I, and I really thought, this is really special. And the, and the company did too. And they, they made a film of it. And of course, we streamed it to lots of people. But then they put it in the movie theaters and the thing absolutely blew up. So there's a, 
there's a hunger for this uh, in France, and so I'm excited to get there next month and, and, and jump into this thing. Uh, it's hard not to love the Faust. It's hard not to l- love singing the devils and, and um, um, you know, to, to revisit this production that I really do feel uh, strongly about is, is exciting. And that's my summer plan. I'm going to France. Uh, I'll take a month off after that. And then it's right back to uh, Chicago Fair for uh, Ernani and, uh, and another jam-packed fall. <sighs> and I'm feeling positive right now, but I didn't wake up that way. Um, and yesterday, too, really the, the whole weekend's been sort of rough. Uh, and, and, I've, and I've done some fun stuff. I've, I've had good times with good friends. And, uh, but but there, there's, um, there's a sadness that sort of creeped in a bit, and I'm, and I'm missing my boy quite a bit. And um, uh, that's the price, you know? We're, we're too often showing the world how great our life is, and, and uh, I, think it's, I think it's good to remind people that there's a price to all this. Uh, and the price is, while most of you are are having a barbecue today, um, you know we're we're sitting around waiting for an opening, uh, and we're we're um, you know just um, um, away from home. And not to say that living in New York City isn't fantastic; it is, and and there's plenty of people here, and there's plenty of things to do, and all that uh, stuff. But you know, when it comes down to it, on on quiet days, on a Sunday or a Monday holiday, uh, the quiet day's tough. Uh, and this is no different. Um, so I'm going to enjoy the endorphins from my, from my gym session and, uh, take this, take this podcast and, uh, put it up for the, for the 65 countries who are interested <laughs> moving towards 1800 different cities have now downloaded the CBH podcast. That's a, that's 1800 name 50 cities. I dare you. Uh, 1800. It's really something. And, and to, to know that we're going to 65 countries now, listen. Really, we're only going to like 11 countries with any sort of frequency. Uh, but overall, we've had 65 different countries check in. And that's, um, again, try and name 65 countries. It's not as easy as you think. <laughs> and so I appreciate all the new ears. Welcome. Welcome to the madness. Um, please don't write me and ask me to talk about stuff. <laughs> That's a first-class way for me to never, ever talk about it. <laughs> I don't like being told what to do, and I especially don't like being told what to do on my own podcast, which doesn't pay anything. <laughs> when people are paying me, I, 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 I will accept their opinion, or at least I will listen to it. Uh, when it's something free like this, <laughs> I have no interest in you telling me what I should be talking about or who I should talk to. Fuck off. <laughs> I love you for listening. Monday, May 30th of the CVH podcast, episode 165. Uh, everybody have a great week and, uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Okay. Thanks. Bye.
Yeah. <laughs> 